Greetings, this is Carl, and you are listening to Behavior Gap Radio. This is episode five, I believe. Sorry, I've lost track. I've been so excited about this. Episode five of a series on entrepreneurship, and it's mainly focused on entrepreneurship as an act of creativity, really where the business is simply viewed as a vehicle for the founder to forcibly insert their opinion into the world, which is the type of entrepreneurship that I'm most interested in. I realize it's not the only kind, but it's the kind that I'm most interested in. And today, I just wanted to tell you a story that really sort of shaped my view of this. It was an experience I had of uh, at, at a kite store of, of all places. So I was living in Las Vegas and um, I wanted to get a kite because it's windy and I had young kids. I was like, I want to get a kite. So I looked in the yellow pages and, you know, I probably Googled it. And there's this, okay, there's a Las Vegas kite store. I can't remember what it's called. It might be Las Vegas kites or Vegas kites or something. So I drive there. It was like a 20 minute drive. So it wasn't just, you know, around the corner. I get there, I walk in and there's this guy. I'm greeted by this guy with a long white ponytail and a huge handlebar mustache and kites amazing kites hanging from the ceiling, you know, all over the place. And I, he says to, he just sort of looks up at me and takes one glance at me and says, what can I help you with? And I said, I'd like to buy a kite. And then he did a full glance and I'm not kidding from head to toe and back up to my head and goes, and this is, as I recall, a direct quote, he says to me, the kind of kites you're looking for, we don't sell here. And I said, no, 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 I just want one of those. And I pointed to the one on the wall. It was like one of those dual line kites, right? Where you you fly one line with each hand, sort of a trick kite. I was like, no, I just want one of those. And he said, sorry, not going to sell for you. The kind of kite you're looking for, you can get at Walmart. (laughs) I was like, you know, and I remember the feeling of being like, you know, trying to make this decision of whether or not I should be offended and leave but the, the, actually, the total natural reaction was, no, I'm not leaving till I get a kite, right? It was like, no, 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 I just want that one. Sorry, it's not for sale. No, I, and so we went through this whole series. He asked me, like, what do you want it for? I said, well, I want to fly it with my, oh, like I said, I want to fly it with my kids. And like, before I could get the kids all the way out, he said, oh, oh, sorry, this isn't a kid's kite. Okay, well, well, what kind of wind are you looking to fly it in? Like, where do you live? And I told him, and I said, well, because there's really strong wind. Oh! This isn't a kite for strong wind, right? Like everything I said didn't work. It took me 45 minutes of talking my way into this kite. And now look, I've sent probably four people there and they've all had the same experience and they've all left with a $100 kite. They all have the same experience. I tell them, go try to buy a kite here. You're going to love it. I don't tell them the whole story. And they all have the same experience. Like, no, I, I want to buy this kite. So what's interesting to me about this is how fascinating it is when somebody has a strong opinion about things. It turns out this guy was, at least he used to be the editor of the newspaper at Burning Man. So a super unique character. Now, let me tell you one more story that just happened to me recently. There's a, a lunch place in Park City. And if I could remember, I would... Oh, I can't remember the name. A lunch place. It's a locals place. In fact, when there's big festivals, particularly the Sundance Film Festival, when it comes into town, you ha- it's for locals only. And she puts a sign up that says locals only. And when you get to the cash register to order, you have to know the password. 
I can't remember what the password was. I think it was like Cinderella or something, but you have to know the password. And it's obviously it changes each year. And if you don't know the password, she will not serve you. <laughs> so, but even, even if you're a local, she's incredibly opinionated about her food. So I went in there knowing this one day, I went in there and I, I asked her, I said, Hey, do you make smoothies? <laughs> and she just looked up at me like, you know, are you kidding? And I said, all right, well, are your vegetables, the vegetables in the, for the salad, are they organic? <laughs> and she looked up at me and said, no, any more stupid questions? <laughs> and I watched another guy one day in there who asked a similar question. You know, something like, you know, are, are your salads organic, made from organic vegetables or something like that? And she said, no, we don't have that here. We don't have anything for you here. And he said, no, let me just look at the menu. And she goes, no, I don't think you understand. We don't have anything for you here. <laughs> right now, obviously, this could be, this could be borderline offensive for sure. But, but I also just love, there's something very fascinating and we don't need to be rude to people. And, and the, these stories are borderline rude. The lady at the, at the deli is borderline rude. But for some reason, I go back. And lots of people go back. In fact, a lot of my friends that go there, go there because she's so opinionated. Like, today you will have turkey, right? <laughs> I don't have ham. Today you will have turkey. And there's something fascinating about that. The little local entrepreneur that decides this is how coffee is supposed to be made the financial advisor who decides this is how money is supposed to be invested and has an opinion about it and is clear about it and understands it's not for everyone. Because then you go through this process of like, well, let's find out if it's a fit. And if it's not, I'm going to be the first one to tell you that it's not a fit. In fact, I'll refer you to somebody who will be better, a better fit for you. Like that's all fine. But there's something really powerful about having an opinion as an entrepreneur. And I think with episode five, that wraps up the episode on entrepreneurship and I'm super curious about your thoughts, experiences you've had with opinionated entrepreneurs, experiences you've had as sort of using the term really broadly, an artist as entrepreneur, the thinking around the startup just being a blank canvas and simply a vehicle to forcibly insert your opinion into the world. Send them to me, hello at behaviorgap.com. That email address is hello at behaviorgap.com. Thanks, and we'll talk to you soon.